If you have your Bibles, open with me to the book of 1 John chapter number 4. I'm so thankful to be saved. Amen. Amen. 1 John chapter number 4. We're just going to continue in the next verses where we left off. As a matter of fact, I would like to start reading from 1 John chapter number 4. From, I would like to start reading in verse number 4 and, and um, read through the end of the chapter. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And I just want to stop there for a moment as I study and pray and prepare these messages. That verse, it keeps grabbing my attention, especially the phrase, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I brought this out last week, but if you'll go back with me into chapter three and look with me at verse number 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And so we find here the children of God and the children of the devil. We find here those that are the spirit of truth and those that are the spirit of error. And, and, and so let's keep reading. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And so if you'll stop there and just read back with me in chapter 3, verse 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. So that person that keeps the commandments of God, it says that person dwells in God, and God dwells in that person. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit, which he hath given us. So um, then we'll start, pick up back in four, verse 14 of chapter 4. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. What a statement. As he is, so are we in this world. Yes. And, and so, so may I ask, are we like Jesus? Because that's exactly what the word of God says. Right. Is that we should be like Jesus. Because as he is, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever... That's how we're to be. The Amen. same way he is, that's how we're to be. But notice what it said, in this world. We're not supposed to be like the world. 
We're not to follow the world. We're not to accept the world system. We're not to go that way. We're not to follow that ideology. As he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm dependent on you tonight, for in me there's no power or no ability to work in the heart of man. I pray you'd take these Bible truths, and by the Holy Ghost, that you'd open our souls and search us tonight. And may you convict and, 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 and drill deep and change us for your glory. God, we have no desire to follow the world or to live against you. I pray for those that are not born again that you'd bring deep conviction that would make it where they can't sleep until they repent and believe the gospel. I pray, Lord, for those of us who are born again that you would help us to live according to these scriptures. Bless this precious church and these precious people. Warm every heart. And may the love of God be fervent in our midst toward each other. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I'm recalling in one place in the Word of God, and the verse escapes my mind. I believe it's in the book of Peter, but it said to have fervent charity. To have fervent charity. And the context is referring towards each other. And now, I'm not just preaching the same message every week, my friend. I started in 1 John chapter 1, and we started reading verse by verse and going verse by verse through this book many weeks ago. But God designed it from chapter 2 through the end of chapter 4 that this book continually is dealing with certain issues. And you know, it just so happens to be that God proves his great wisdom and his foreknowledge it, because he knew how it was going to be in our lives and how it was going to be in churches. One of the things God preaches a lot against in here is worldliness and being like the world. And if you look around, you know the direction a lot of people and a lot of churches and a lot of preachers are trying to go? Like the world. And God warns against that and tells us not to go that way. But then he starts, he preaches against things like walking in darkness and saying we love God. Well, the Bible says a man that does that is a liar. Yep. And, but there's many who will live in darkness and live in rebellion to God and say that they're doing right. Well, the Bible exposed them that they're a liar. Amen. And then now from chapter two in certain places and then all through chapter three and all through chapter four, the word of God is, is just continually, I mean, in, in, in many different ways and from many different angles, it is hitting this issue of loving one another. And, and, and as you read through the word of God, it's very clear to see what is one of the six things that the Lord hates, the sowing of discord. You know, God hates when there is something between his people. The God tells us in Psalm 133 how sweet and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And here in this book, all through chapter 3 and all through chapter 4, God is telling us how we are to be fervently loving towards each other. And God, he draws the line in the sand and he even tells us that this part of our Christian life has, it reveals if we're genuine Christians, 
and it reveals our relationship with him. You see, a person, if they're walking in the light, if they're walking with God, if they're doing what God wants, they cannot live contrary to what God said in these verses. And so this is what God desires. It's not what God desires only for me, although he desires it for me. He desires it for you, but not only for you. He desires this above every Christian in the world. You know, in the Old Testament, when, when, when Moses was, was there and they were wanting to cross into Canaan and he sent those spies and those spies came back, God promised them he could give them Canaan. But they were full of doubt. They were full of fear. And those spies brought back the evil report. And they showed fear and worry in the hearts of the people of Israel. And so that entire generation could not enter into Canaan because they did not believe God. But the word of God teaches us about the, the church and about the blessing of God. You read through the book of Acts how the power of God worked through the church. How lives were changed. How revivals came. How souls were saved. How there were mighty works done. The Bible tells us. And you know, in the Bible, Canaan is a picture of spiritual victory. It's not a picture of heaven. You see, you can't lose your salvation. But you can get kicked out of Canaan. Canaan was a picture of spiritual victory, living in victory. And so as you read through the book of Joshua, when Joshua, when he obeyed God and, and Israel obeyed God, you know what happened? The, the victory came. They conquered those enemies. And if you just keep reading, and I'm getting somewhere, but you keep reading those same giants, those same giants that they were, that they were fearful of, you go and read in Joshua about the land when it was divided among the tribes. And you know one of those tribes, you know what they inherited? The valley of the giants. They, they inherited the very land of those giants that they were afraid they couldn't conquer. Because through God, we can do valiantly. And the Bible here teaches us about love. It teaches us about love for each other. It teaches us about love uh, for all the people in the church, all the family of God. And that is what God desires. And may I say, no church will ever have the blessing of God. No church will ever have the power of God. No church will ever watch souls walk in the aisle getting saved. No church will ever experience revival. No church will ever experience the services where people shout and run the aisles and they praise the Lord and they see the mighty glory of God if there's not love one to another. This is vital. This is so vital that he said in chapter 3, verse 23, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And so if you'll pick up with me in chapter 4, verse 4, year of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so who is these little children he's talking to? It's the same ones all the way through the book, those believers, those born-again ones, the beloved. He's not telling every person under the sun that they're saved. He's talking to the saved. And he said here, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who is this them? Well, let's go back up into verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. 
and is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. This is referring to conquering those evil spirits that, that try to work on you, that try to work on me. You see, you see there's, there's spirits out there other than the Holy Spirit. How do we know that? Well, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 just told us, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit to see if it's the spirit of God. Yep. And that word try there, what does it mean? It means to test, and it means to examine, and it means to scrutinize. How do we test, examine, and scrutinize the spirits that will impress my mind, my emotions, and my feelings? We test it by the Word of God. You, you want to know if something is the Word of God? I was sharing it with somebody today. I heard a mountain preacher in the mountains of Georgia say this years ago, and in my personal life, I found it to be true. When something is the will of God, four things will always come together. The Holy Spirit will give liberty. The scriptures will agree with the leading of the Holy Spirit. The servant of God, your pastor, if he walks with God, he will agree as well. And number four, the situation will always work out. You know those folks who say, well, God led me to do this, and then I got there and it didn't work out? It's because they found out God never led it to happen. Amen? Well, you read the Bible, and every time something was God's will... It came to pass unless the people rebelled against God. And, and so, so when we try these spirits by the word of God, God is going to show us what is his will and what is not his will. But the word of God is teaching us something else here. The word of God is teaching us to be willing to accept what God's will is and to accept what God's leading is. We're not supposed to live for ourselves. We're not supposed to live for our own desires. We're not supposed to live for our own will. What's the example of the son of God? Not my will, but thy will be done. And so, so, so when we try the spirits, when we try the Spirit, it will reveal to us what is the will of God and what is the Spirit of God and what is not the Spirit of God. And it said here, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, those spirits that will try to influence you another way. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That spirit of the Antichrist, that system of the Antichrist, it wants to influence you. You, you, you don't be ignorant to think that it doesn't want to tear you out of church and lead you contrary to God. That's exactly what he wants to do. Yep. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he wants to lead you away from God. And ultimately that will be what happens in your life is ruin and regret. And so ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. As we yield to the Holy Spirit, as we yield to the word of God, and we follow what he says, we will certainly overcome this, these, these, these other spirits and the, and the leading of the world and all of that. And then if we go into verse number five, they are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so what does it say in verse number five? They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. You see, these spirits that are not of Jesus Christ, 
They're going to speak according to humanism and, and secularism and modernism. They're going to speak according to the ways of the world. Those TV shows, it's got all that stuff in it that leads people contrary to the things of the word of God that paint the picture real pretty and make people think and feel like it's okay. Well, it's not. That's why the Bible said here, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. But notice what the phrase said. And the world heareth them. This world here is the same world in the book of James that is the enemy of God. And that is at enmity with God. And this is the same world where the Bible tells us that the system of the Antichrist is working in it. And this is the same world where the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6 that we are to come out from among them and be separate, saith who? Saith the Lord. Saith the word of God. It said, for what, what concord has Christ with Belial, or he that believeth with an infidel? We are to have no part with this. My friend, these scriptures are teaching you and I the difference between being a spiritual babe and when it's time to grow up in Jesus Christ and learn to walk with God. Yep. And, and so in verse number five, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. But notice verse number six. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. Don't you find it interesting when you open the word of God and, and, some, and somebody says they love God and you start talking about something God wrote and all of a sudden they start not agreeing with it. But, the, but what did the word of God say here? We are of God. He that knoweth God Heareth us. Now, this isn't talking about somebody's going to agree with my opinion or going to agree with your opinion. He's talking about they're going to agree with the things that he's writing under the leadership of the Holy Ghost. He's talking about agreeing with the Word of God. Yep. Everybody's going to have a different favorite color or a different favorite food or a different favorite shoe. That's not what we're talking about here. He's talking about the Word of God. There is no room to disagree with the Word of God. What Jesus said is so. Yep. What the word of God said is so, and you and I, by commandment of God, are to fall subject thereunto. And so, we are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Well, isn't that just simple? He that, heareth, or he that knoweth God heareth us. John the Apostle saying, because we're preaching the truth of God. He that is not of God heareth not us. And so this should not strike us as strange. God is revealing something unto us. Notice the next words, hereby. What does that mean? By this. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That's why when you go out street preaching or you go down to the nursing home or you're out witnessing or knocking on doors and somebody said they love God and you open the word of God and you start talking about the word of God. And like, well, I don't agree with that. I don't really see it that way. Well, what did the word of God just say? Yep. He that is of God is going to hear God's word. Yep. He that is of God is going to receive God's word. I'll never forget when we were in, and I know this is very rare in America. Um, and, and I'm glad it is rare in America, but um, although it's becoming more prevalent, shamefully. But when Mary and I were on the China-North Korea border, we, we found out in Asia that women preachers are, 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 are not rare to find. Actually, the majority of the preachers that I heard of were women preachers. 
One day, I, I had met these preachers, and we had given them a, a good copy of the Word of God, and we were trying to help them. And these people, they didn't know what it meant to be a Baptist. So, so we were holding a conference, and we were preaching Baptist doctrine, Bible doctrine, showing them truths from the Word of God. The Bible that they had, it was like the NIV. It had missing Bible verses. And I didn't know who all these people were, but, but I knew that, I noticed that two women came. And one day I was, I asked the gentleman, I said, I said, is there anything you would like me to preach on specifically? And there, there was a man and he said, will you preach on the charismatic movement? I said, absolutely. So on the first day I dealt with the, um, with the personality of the Holy Ghost. And we went through the Bible and looked at the character traits of the Holy Ghost. And on the second day, I dealt with the, the major issues in the charismatic movement. Women preachers, women deacons, dreams, visions, tongues, and all these things. And while I was preaching, there was these two women. I didn't know who they were. All I know is they were sitting there listening to me preach. And, and in that message, in that message, I preached on, on, on women and women preachers. And I talked about women. I talked about women are not to be treated as a doormat. Women are a crowning jewel to God's creation. Did somebody say amen? amen. And, 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 and I talked about, about how God designed women and, 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 and how great women are in and, and their role in the Bible as a woman. And then I preached about, from the Bible, why a woman could not be a preacher. Well, I found out at the end of that message that that woman and the other woman with her was a pastor and an assistant pastor. And, but this, this is what she said. I'll never forget it. She said, this is the word of God. She received. She received what I said. She received it. She had never heard one time in her life that preached. And she sat there at that table with, them, with those preachers, those men. men and and she, she said to another preacher, she said, this is, this is the word of God. Praise this is the word. Hey, she was ignorant, but, but you know what, what came true? We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You see, my friend, our response to the word of God is going to show what spirit is working in you and me. And, 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 and if we're sitting out there with, with hate, or strife, or rebellion, or wickedness in our heart, you can guarantee one thing, the Spirit of God isn't leading you. Right. Amen? It, or the Spirit of God isn't leading me. The Bible tells us that should not be at any time in our life. Amen. Verse number seven. Beloved, here we are again to the born again ones. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And so obviously, this love here is referring to what is written in chapter 3, verse number 23. Let me read the verse. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, notice these last words, as he gave us commandment. What does that mean? That our love for each other, it's not supposed to be what you define as love. It's not supposed to be what I define as love. Neither are the parameters to be where I set the parameters or where you set the parameters, but it is to be as he gave us commandment. That's how, and you know how, how, how we're supposed to love? We're supposed to love each other like he loved us. Now, 
that, that brings it close to home. Because I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm going to tell you where I was when I found out where the love of God was. I was a, a drinker. I was a, a dope smoker. I was running around with gangbangers. I was a thief. And I was about 400 other wicked things that you can name. I had problems with my parents. I had problems with the police. I had been kicked out of school. My life was a mess. And everything in my life was an enemy to what God said. And do you know how God met me? In love. And that preacher got up to the pulpit that night and he preached a message of, of, of grace and salvation. And friend, my heart that was ice cold as a, as a frozen rock melted. Psalm 97.5 said the hills melt like wax in his presence. That is the love of God. And that is how the love of God appeared to you. And that is how the love of God appeared to me. And that is how we are supposed to love each other. Amen. Amen. And so that teaches me something. That teaches me that, it, that if you do something wrong, I'm not supposed to hurt you, backbite you, tear you apart, seek your destruction, desire your ruin. I'm not supposed to be that way. I'm supposed to love you. I'm supposed to care about you. Yeah, sometimes telling the truth ain't easy, and sometimes hearing the truth ain't easy. Amen. Yep. But the Bible said to speak the truth in love. And you know what the desire is? Because that you might get right. What if it was me? Well, then you're supposed to be that way to me. And that is how our love is to be one to another, the way that God loved you and the way that God loved me. Yep. Beloved, let us love, and just think about it, the King of heaven, the high and holy one, the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, you know, when he walked around, people who were possessed with devils, you know what they did? They cried out, whoa, you're the Holy One of God. Yep. That's who we're talking about here. Yep. He left heaven, my friend. Yes. And he came here and he was nailed to a cross yep. for you and me. Amen. That was love. Amen. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. I'm not talking about this modern day, oh, I can only say the things that make you feel gooey and good. No, that's not what the Bible says. We're supposed to love as he gave commandment. As he gave commandment. <laughs> Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. I love the book of Genesis because it's the book of beginnings. A lot of things are being questioned in this day that are settled from the very beginning. Yes. Creation, sin, marriage, yes. the home. Amen. 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 They're all being questioned, but God settled them at the very, very, yes. very, 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 very beginning. Amen. And you know what else is, is there in the book of Genesis? The love of God. Yes. Adam, in complete rebellion to God, experienced love in the garden. Amen. Yep. Amen. When God saved him. That animal sacrifice is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. The first blood sacrifice in the Bible. Yes. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. Notice his next words, and everyone. Well, now there's no room to wiggle out. You see, the, the book of James teaches us that God is no respecter of persons. Yes. It's yes. not different for me than you. 
whatever is right is right and whatever is wrong is wrong. That's why the word of God says the spirit of truth and the spirit of error, boom, they're made known. The children of the devil and the children of God, boom, they're made known by these truths. You know, it's very hard for you and I to make a statement that is 100% always accurate. Yep. Unless it agrees with the word of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God in everyone. Well, here we are now. now. Now we either measure up to the word of God or we don't. I pray God search my heart. I pray God search your heart. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. You see, Romans chapter 5, verse number 5 teaches us. That when a person got saved, immediately, getting saved is not a process. Now, you may have gone through a process and you got saved sometime at the end of that process, but it didn't take a process for you to get saved. It happens in a moment. When a heart puts down its shotguns of rebellion to the Lord and looks unto Jesus in faith, the Bible says they get saved. Now, that's, that's in the words of Josh McBriar, but... It's biblical truth. Amen. Amen. You, that you, you, you repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 said, The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That's why Christians I've never met before, I talk to them on the phone, I love them. That's why pre- preachers and missionaries, I've never met them before, I get their prayer card, I pray for them, and I've never even met them. I love them. Yep. It's just something that's in there. Yep. You can't get it out. It's part of a new nature that's right. by the Holy Ghost. Yep. And, and, and so, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. This love, it comes natural. But you know what else is being exposed here? Is there are those that they don't have this. They have religion. They, 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 they play the part. I mean, they are pristine. They they have their rules and regulations. And and don't get me wrong, I believe in standards. I believe in godliness. I believe in holiness. I believe in righteousness. I believe in doing right, living right, dressing right, talking right. I believe in all that. But but I'm talking about people that that they don't do it because they're saved and love Jesus and want to glorify Him. But they just got religion, and inside it's dark, and it's empty. Yep. And they have no hope. They have no peace. They have no joy. Because they don't know Jesus. And so this is what this truth is exposing. You see this love that's supposed to flow out of my heart and your heart? Do you know why that is? It's because you and I were wicked and on our way to hell. And we experienced the love of the Son of God. And so when he saved us, it's supposed to flow out of us like it flows out of him. Verse number 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Well, there it is. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Um, God is many things. God is good. God is love. God is holy. God is merciful. But he's love. Amen. I like how it said that word is. It didn't say God has love. God was love. God will love. God desires love. It says God is love. But do you know God's love? God's love is a holy love. It's a, and I wrote it here so I don't forget it. But God's love is holy. 
You see, God loved me and you, but he didn't just come save us. Oh, no, there were some things that had to happen. The Son of God had to be crucified. The innocent had to bear the shame and the death and the, and the price for the guilty to be set free. God's holy. And God will never make peace with sin. God will not make peace with my sin. God will not make peace with your sin. Amen. A, a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of churches, a lot of religions, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to okay sin. Nope, it will never work. Yep. It'll never Amen. work. They might deceive many people and lead many people to hell, but it will never work. When I do wrong, you know what I have to do? I have to repent. Amen. When you do yeah. wrong, you know what you have to do? You have to repent. Yes. That's what the Bible teaches. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. His, his love is holy, but his love is just. Yes. His love is just. You see, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, he, 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 he justifies us. You know, you've heard, it's just as if I'd never sinned. But we learned in Bible college here, uh, Brother Chisholm was my teacher in Romans, that word justified, it means to be made legal or to be declared legally righteous in the sight of God. Jesus Christ is just. And the Bible said he's the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. He's the, he's the one who, he's the legally declaring righteous -er. He's the one who does that for those who believe in Jesus. But then may I say this, his love is pure. The absence of contamination his love is innocent. It's not the ways of this world. Hey, but his love, his love brings the judgment of sin. Jesus Christ had to die. Jesus Christ had to die. That expresses his love. That expresses his love. As the songwriter said, if that isn't love, then the ocean is dry. I was talking to Brother Pope before the service. He said some area preacher was preaching heresy saying, you don't have to know you're lost to get saved, my friend. That's exactly what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what the Bible says we must do. We must understand we're under the condemnation of God. We must understand that we need his forgiveness. We must understand that we're sinners. Yes. And God, he deals with sin. But do you realize it was his love? It was his love that motivated him to take his wrath out on his son. That you and I might yes. be saved. But then his love is his love chastens. Hebrews chapter 12, it deals with the chastening of God. And it talks about whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son who he believeth. If, if you're saved and, and you say you can live in sin, if you say you're saved and you can live in sin, if I say I'm saved and I can live in sin, and we never experience the chastening of God, you know what the Bible said? That we're bastards and not sons. Yep. The Bible said you're not saved. If you, can, if you can just go on and, and sin. And, 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 and some people, they think, well, God loves me. I can just do what I want. No, absolutely not. Amen. Because God loves us, he chastens us. He yeah. corrects us. Yeah. He teaches us what is right hey. and what is wrong. But then may I say this? God's love rebukes us. Yeah. God's love. If you'll look with me in the book of Titus. I preached from this a couple weeks ago. But in the book of Titus... Verse chapter 2, verse number 11 through verse number 15. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, 
looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Notice these next words. Now, I think everybody in this room would agree with me. Here is the love of God written plain. Amen. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. God's love will rebuke us. You see, God's love was intended to save us from sin, to save us from ourselves, to change us, not to help us live in rebellion, not to help us just live in the pleasure of sin. Absolutely not. The Bible says, shall we do that? It says, God forbid. Yep. For ye are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Verse number nine, and I'll try to be finished. I was hoping to get a lot further. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, he's talking to you and me who are saved. Beloved, are you one of his beloved tonight? If you are, he's talking to you. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. You know what else God's love has in it is repentance. I heard an old mountain preacher say he's been repentant since he repented. God's love will motivate us to keep his commandments. John 14, 21, Jesus said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. God's love will motivate us to love each other. This is what God desires. There's no way you could preach all this in a message. And I don't know why God put two and a half, three chapters about loving each other in the Word of God. But I have a feeling it's because we need to love each other. Yep. Amen. 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 Yep. Let's stand together. Lord Jesus, I pray if there's anybody that you've spoken to, Lord, if they need to get saved, that you'll deal with them. And if, if, if not, then Lord, whatever their need is, that you'd speak to their heart. Lord, work in hearts and lives, and may the will of the Lord be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If the Lord spoke to you, the altar's open. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His heron child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels 
song could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made were every talk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole nor stretch from sky to sky amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found was blind but now i see there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains when hoary time shall pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall when men who hear refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call god's love for sure shall still endure how measureless and strong redeeming grace to adam's race the saints and angels song oh love of god how rich how pure how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels amen. song amen well let's be dismissed in prayer and then turn to your neighbor and tell you you love them amen heavenly father I just thank you for your blessings. I pray your will be done in our hearts and lives. Thank you for the word of God. Help us live for you and glorify you in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.